you look at the likes of Zoom, Asana, if you look at Slack, all the apps that are taking over the world, they're very consumer looking and feeling products, but at the same time, they're very complex. You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Payments Innovation Podcast. This is your host, Chris D'Antuano with Currency Cloud. And today, happy to have the co-founder and CEO of Pluto, Hamed Abbasi. Hamed, welcome to the show. Hey, Chris. Uh, great to be here and thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. We're excited to have you on today. If you could, for our listeners, just to give a, a brief background, like your history and what led you to create Pluto, we can go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Pluto is a, uh, you know, we like to say that Pluto is mission control for accounts payable and receivable. Um, and what we really do at Pluto is uh, we try to create the most seamless payable and receivable experience for the customer so they can get access to their cash uh, as quickly as possible and also keep their customers happy by paying them on time and having the necessary uh, control over the whole process so the process can be as smooth as possible. How we came up with the idea of Ludo, that's a good, um, we started back, the journey starts really back in 2010 when I was at uh, Bank of Montreal. I used to work with um, hundreds of small and medium-sized businesses. Um, uh, and during that time, it was really the moment where I came to experience what running a small business was like and, uh, and also how um, small businesses and medium-sized companies, how they manage their cash flow. And to be honest, it was a it was pretty broken for everybody. There was no standardization. There wasn't really a written down process. Everybody was different. Um, most of them just put their receipts and bills in a shoebox. And then at the end of the month, they would just try to see where things were. Um, and really the technologies that we had at the bank at that time were really not built for them. It was, it was built for really large enterprises and uh, we basically still had to sell it to all the customers because it was just one product that we had to, when it came to managing payables and receivables. Um, so around 2010, um, I decided that I didn't want to go down the path of uh, being a banker. So I, uh, I left to start a tech company. Um, so um, our first company was a gaming company because I was uh, really passionate about games. I was a big gamer growing up. So I thought that uh, uh, why not build a company where we make games? And I'll tell you, you know, if you don't start a company around what you like doing because then you'll never play games ever again because you're just so busy making it. But as a CEO of, of, a, uh, of a gaming company, I was now in charge of managing all our financial operations. Um, and uh, I was now experiencing the pain that a lot of the customers at the bank were experiencing. So I did some research um, around the area and I realized that uh, the tools that were available were either just not built for small and medium-sized companies um, or they were just at prices that we just couldn't afford. Um, so we decided to not utilize it and, and basically use checks and wires and 
you know, a lot of uh, paper uh, manual processes that we had in place in order to manage our our, um, our cash flow. Um, we got lucky at the end. Our company was acquired uh, in 2015. Um, and when time came to decide what we wanted to do next, my co-founder, Sergey and I, decided that this was a really big problem. We knew a lot of other business owners and they all had problems in this area. And so we decided that we wanted to um, solve a really big problem. And this seemed like a really challenging problem for us all. So that's uh, how we started Pluto. Yeah, I appreciate the background on that. And I guess we can dive a bit deeper in. Um, so today you're serving, you said the Canadian market as well as you just entered the US, correct? Yeah, yeah. We started as a Canadian company. Um, I mean, obviously, we're based out of downtown Toronto, so we're a Canadian company. But uh, we, um, uh, around March of 2020 is uh, when we actually uh, got all, all our licenses and agreements and everything in place to be able to offer the service to, to our U.S. customers. And, and we opened it up for our U.S. customers uh, at that time. And so to, going with that, you know, traditionally, as you were trying to to sell from you know the the Bank of Montreal's product to SMEs, is that where they're getting service today? Is from the larger type of enterprises, or is it is it a sort of a variety of who's serving their needs today? Um, yeah, it's a great question. I would say that um, pretty much every type of business could use Pluto. Uh, you know, you'd be surprised that managing your financial operations is not an easy task and it's pretty much broken in a, and, and it doesn't really matter what size of a company you are, you have this pain. But I would say where Pluto shines as a product um, is for companies that are around 10 employees all the way to around 200 employees. So our sweet spot is around companies that are that, are that size and are growing fast. And I assume the, the those types of businesses today are essentially getting into a scale scale up mode so they don't really have the time to focus on the you know the, the, the tough areas that you're trying to solve and so it allows you to be you know that that service to get them to be able to ramp as they see fit would you say exactly yeah for sure so i, I would definitely say that uh, yes they're growing uh fast and and they just want something that works and they want something that is intuitive that is uh, simple to use one of our key principles at Pluto is that we start everything with the customer experience and we work backwards. And uh, really, if you think about financial products, they're not the easiest products to use. And when it comes to a UI, they're not the most simple apps to use. But my inspiration, the team's inspiration comes from the products that we use on a day-to-day basis. So we pay a lot of attention to the Spotify's and the Ubers and the um, uh, Apple, I would say, uh, type of design. And we try to bring those uh, best practices into Pluto so we can make a great experience, make the product as great as simple to use. And uh, what we have heard so far is that customers really love that because at the end of the day, like customers are used to these apps as well. So the experience from a consumer product, we're trying to bring that over to a financial product, which is, which is r- way harder than said than done because you're talking about a very complex process that you have to simplify as much as possible. But, but overall, I would say that that's one of the key things that our customers care about is we're offering 
a really unique, beautiful, simple, easy to use experience um, at a price that they can afford as well. So for you guys, and that brings up a you know a really good point: the fact that you know why is the working hours, operations, um, tools that you use, and, and things like that have to be so archaic? Where in your personal life, you're yeah. used to having an easy consumer yeah. type of product. Um, so it's bringing that like Venmo to a B two B sort of type of operation or experience. Um, so for you guys to build something like that, you know, to, to to tweak, I guess, some of the banking processes or, or using some of creating processes that tie into financial products in the back end, how difficult it was it for you guys or continuously to build it to you know financial institutions to make it a seamless experience for your customers? Yeah, it's uh, you know it's funny that you mentioned Venmo for business. A, a lot of people have described us as as that, you know, Venmo for business. Um, uh, but um, the way we, um, in terms of like how we look at that process, is we talk to our customers a lot, um, you know, on a day to day basis. Uh, Pluto is actually not the company that you see today. We didn't start with the, you know, the type of product that you see today. We actually started as a blockchain Bitcoin company for the first uh, six to uh, say six or seven months of our existence. We were a blockchain company, and uh, our main form of transacting on the platform was uh, Bitcoin. Um, and the, the rationale that we had behind that was that we want to really change how businesses transact with one another. And if we are going to build a next generation payment platform, then we need to use a next generation technology. So around late 2015, when we started, this is when Bitcoin was really taking off. I bought my first Bitcoin for $260 Canadian, which is, you know, I, I feel like more than sometimes the uh, uh, because of that uh, investment decision, uh, but uh, but uh, but the, what we heard from our customers is that first six months, seven months that we were talking to customers, everyone looked at the platform. They're like, "Hey, we love the idea behind it to make the process as easy as possible." But what is this Bitcoin thing? What is this blockchain thing? Can you just make it work with my bank? Can you make it work with? you know, Bank of Montreal or JP Morgan Chase or, you know, Bank of America. Like, I don't want this. Uh, so we quickly realized that, you know, small and medium-sized businesses had a pain and they knew that pain. Um, and, and they really didn't care about how it was done because what they care about is that it just gets done. And if you think about a small business owner or even a medium-sized company where there is a finance director, um, where there is a controller in place, a lot of them are just so busy that they don't really have time to understand, okay, what's, what's the evolution of this uh, technology or what's the next thing? They just have a pain and they want it solved as quickly as possible. So that was the first pivot for a company to, uh, to remove blockchain and Bitcoin out of our platform and just plug in the technology that we had built on top of the existing banking infrastructure. And once we did that, we actually started to get our first customers who were willing to like pay for the product. And, and to me, that's, that's an early sign of you knowing that you have something is when people are willing to pay for it. So, so I would say we made that transition, then customers you know, came to us. And then uh, the first uh, product we released was the ability to send payments. And a lot of our customers came to us and said, I, I like sending payment, but I also love receiving payment. Can you make that happen? 
And then from there came the reconciliation and came the control and a lot of other uh, workflow features that we have built. But it's been a, it, it hasn't been a straight uh, a journey to this point. It's, it's been a lot of ups and downs and trying to really figure out what customers want and need and then speaking to them and then providing that, uh, that to them. You mentioned a few different uh, areas that are key, I think, in the traditional financial sector, which is first one was able to pivot. And the, the second piece was the ability to listen to the customer and react. And I think those are two areas traditionally with both SMEs and SMBs in the financial sector. You know, they're not able to pivot fast to listen to the customer. I think those are the two areas that are, are opportunities in the fintech scene and obviously you guys are are capitalizing off of that and obviously you learn and you grow off of those types of experience with your customer and it seems to be successful for you guys thus far able to do that and, and be um you know able to 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 bring on new areas of your business yeah i mean um i totally agree with that because um if you look at the statistics millennials are are now the biggest part of the workforce um, and and uh, millennials are really used to uh, consumer app experience because uh, you know we we grew up on the internet and we grew up with uh, um, with mobile devices and uh, mobile application. So when when a millennial now comes to the workforce, um, you know we don't understand why my uh, financial product needs to look like it was built in. 1750s um, you know so for for us it's really just like why does this like look like this and why does it function like this and um and i understand it now why it does look like that because you start with a simple concept and then you just keep adding 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 features and a lot of times also business products are built silos and then they're just glued together which really creates a terrible experience for the customer um, whereas with us, we always look at financial operations holistically, and and we just look at the, um, you know, the process of managing your accounts payable and receivable as a single unit. We don't look at this as, you know, we have to build controls, and then controls have to be put on top of payments, and then receivables look differently. We really look at the experience as. A, a single experience. So because of that, you know, as I mentioned, we always start everything with product experience and work backwards. So, so, and that's, that's a mindset of a consumer product that we're taking, but I just feel like that's where the world is going to go. I don't think the line between a consumer product and a business product is going to continue to blur. And if you are going to, and there's not going to be like really room to build uh, old school um, business products. It's really going to be the same experience that you have with Spotify or Uber. It's your, your business products are going to all look like that. And if you look at the likes of Zoom, Asana, if you look at Slack, all the apps that are taking over the world, they're very consumer looking and feeling products, but at the same time, they're very complex. It's Yeah, you, you hit you know, many good points there for sure. The, the transition for the, I guess, the FIs to embrace fintech partnerships, I'm sure has been successful for you to have the opportunity to, to be able to partner up uh, within that to offer the services. Because I, I mean, I would think the larger institutions are starting, you know, starting to make 
uh, this an effort or a focus um, for the SMEs and the SMBs. But essentially, if if you have you know your product that's spun out and, and is gaining market share, then there's opportunities for them to 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 see some of those deposits through through an application like yours, and so they'd still be able to get some business through the opportunity that you have. And obviously, you guys create more value that way as well. I'd assume so. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. Uh, when we started the company in late 2015, um, and this is only really like five years ago, so it's not like you, we're not talking about like the uh, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, this is literally five years ago. Um, when we started the company, um, I would say financial institutions had a really um, hostile mindset towards a company like Pluto. They really thought that uh, fintech companies were going to put them out of business and they just thought that we're going to take all the customers. And um, we also didn't, you know, the, the assumption was that fintechs don't care about building trust with customers and they don't care about AML. They don't care about KYC or transaction monitoring or fraud or anything like that. And it's going to be a mess. Let's not do any business with them. However, uh, once in a while, you find someone in the bank that has, um, you know, that thinks about the future and really has an open mind, and they're willing to do business with you. Um, and you know, we were lucky that uh, you know it took us some time. It took us about like twelve months to set up all our accounts uh, and uh, get the banks comfortable to a point where they would be okay with us processing our transactions. But after that twelve months. Uh, we were able to set up our bank and, and slowly we started to build a relationship with our bank. And now I would say, you know, pretty much every bank is open to working with FinTech or at least with us. Uh, with us, we from where we were five years ago to where we are today, banks have really completely changed their stance on FinTechs and they're a lot more open to working with us because ultimately they know that we're not interested in being a bank. We're not interested in being the rail. We're really interested in providing the experience and providing the technology. And to be honest, uh, you know, there's a lot of great people who work at banks, but bank from a cultural perspective, they're not a technology company. They're a bank, right? And, and that's their business model. And there'll always be a need for a business model like that. But where I believe that the relationship needs to evolve to is for them to understand that they're not a technology company. They provide the core infrastructure and then they leave the innovation and they leave the innovation to, to companies like us where we can go and quickly iterate, talk to customers and understand what they want and be able to build those technologies for our customers. And ultimately, if we're building that technology on top of the bank structure, they are, um, you know, ultimately they're getting that customer as well because the, the funds are going through those accounts and we have to open accounts for our customers on top of their uh, existing infrastructure. So it's a win-win situation. And I'm really happy to see that the mindset has completely shifted over the past five years. Yeah, most definitely. And I think we're seeing it specifically in the States is Goldman Sachs is doing that a lot with their partnerships that they've been doing. And it's, it'd be interesting to see if, you know, some of the other big banks follow suit um, with helping and, and basically becoming that infrastructure for other companies to um, provide services to. So it's, you know, really, really exciting to see where we're heading in the, in the next couple of years. And, and um, you know, it was, well, Hamed, it was really good to have you on today. Uh, we'll Absolutely. be sure to share, you know, Pluto and, and, and your contact details within 
the blog and, and marketing so you can get, um, hopefully you can bring you some, some business as well and the part, partnership opportunities. Absolutely. No, I, I appreciate that. Uh, best way to contact me is either uh, through LinkedIn or you can follow us on Twitter on uh, at uh, Pluto Inc. And uh, yeah, you know, I'd love to hear from your listeners. Uh, and if they want to interact, feel free to reach out to me. Sounds good. Well, thanks again, man. Pleasure to have you on. Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless for a better user experience. Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at currencycloud.com. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.